Witness protection can't erase his past. This is Nailgun Messiah, the first book in the Micah Reed series. One novel, read to you a chapter at a time. Join us each week for a new installment of the story and get the book at jimheskett.com forward slash nailgun podcast. And now, the host and author, Jim Heskett. Listeners, the ones who've stuck with me through thick and thin, through good episodes and not as good episodes, you're the ones who really give me the reason to get out of bed in the morning. Um, also, that I have to do stuff. That that's a good reason to get out of bed. You know, like my my nineteenth month nineteen month old son. You know, it's not like he's gonna sleep in. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely, okay, so I, I gotta be honest, I have lots of reasons to get out of bed in the morning, but you guys are among them. How about that? Does that work? Is that, is that fair? Is that fair to say? All right, cool. Hey, so I want to make one little clarification about something I said last week when I was talking about the, um, the, the giveaway that I'm running for the whistleblower trilogy promo codes uh, last week that you can get at jimheskett.com forward slash contest. I don't think I actually said there that I'm giving away uh, audiobook versions. So they're not, not paperbacks, not, not eBooks. I'm giving away the, um, I'm, I'm going to gift basically the, the whole trilogy on audiobook to one lucky person. So there's still time. You can enter that at jimheskett.com forward slash contest. And as always, if you're listening to this way far in the future, first of all, welcome future man or woman. And let me say, uh, you can probably still go to jimheskett.com forward slash contest and find some kind of slick giveaway I'll be doing there. Because um, I'm planning to do those regularly from now until the end of time. That's my goal, the end of time. Um, so yes, beyond my death for millennia, I'm still planning to do those. Now a little update about me. I'm putting the finishing, finishing touches on the fourth book in the Micah Reed series named Snitch. I'm very excited about it. One one day soon in one of these episodes, I'm going to do a breakdown of the whole series and give you like a synopsis of, you know, the teaser synopsis of each book. But I'm, I'm finishing up Snitch in um, hopes for a, a, a mid-August release. In fact, I think it's probably already up for pre-order at the time that this airs. Uh, but I'm very excited about it. It takes you to a time in Micah's past, uh, set three, I think it set four years before Nailgun Messiah. So you're going to see a different Micah there. His name isn't even Micah. He has a different name in that book because, as you know by now, Micah Reed wasn't always Micah Reed. He used to be somebody else. He used to be someone named Michael McBriar. That's not a spoiler because that has actually appeared a couple times in the text. And... In Snitch, Snitch, S-N-I-T-C-H, like uh, like the thing in, in Quidditch. I didn't name after Quidditch, but it's, it's, it's got the same name as the thing in Quidditch from Harry Potter. Um, and in Snitch, a lot of these questions that are of this series, like things that uh, Micah has in his possession, which we haven't seen yet in this book, so I won't spoil that, things that he has in his possession, people he refers to from his past, a lot of those questions are going to be answered in Snitch, which should be coming on August 2016. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, and this is like your first time that you've listened to the Nailgun Messiah podcast, let me say, welcome, and you're doing it wrong. 
please go back to the first episode. This episode is called Part 15 for a reason, because this is the 15th installment out of there are about 26 or 27 installments total in the story. The story I'm reading is broken up into chapters in the book, obviously, but it's broken up into installments for the podcast and blah, blah, blah. You don't care about that. So let's go ahead and talk about what we need to do to recap so that you guys can be caught up with the story since you haven't heard this in a couple days if you're listening in real time. The last time we saw Micah, he had a little recap of the last few Micah chapters. He uh, had printed out Lila's browser history and found out that she'd been researching cults and mind control and that kind of thing. He printed that out to show to his sister Magda so that he could finally convince her to leave the house. And she did not respond well to it. She was mad at Micah for breaking into Lila's uh, bedroom. And so Micah figured that he was going to be done, that that Magda would go home, tell Lila what she'd seen, and Micah would be kicked out of the house immediately. But when he got home, he found out that for some reason, for some unexplained reason, Magda did not tell Lila what Micah had done. So Micah's sort of living on the edge of fear, wondering why didn't Magda tell him, why didn't Magda tell Lila what's going on with that, and he doesn't know. Also, and really, if you haven't listened to the last episode, this is a huge spoiler, so please stop now. But Micah was out hiking in the hill behind the house by himself, and he overheard a voice, and he overheard Rodney, and he went and found Rodney was talking on a satellite phone, and Micah discovered that Rodney is not actually a guy who is at the house to pray the gay away, that he's there because he's actually an undercover ATF agent. And Rodney didn't say exactly what they're going to do, but Micah understands that the ATF is going to raid the house at some point. So now Micah has increased his sense of urgency because he knows that he's got to get Magda out before that raid happens. Otherwise, Magda will get caught up in the fray and she would go to jail too. So now let's get on with our reading, and today we're going to meet a new character, someone who's been mentioned before, but someone we have not yet met. All right, here we go. Micah stirred as the door to his room opened. His first thought was a wish for a lock on it. No such luck. As his eyes adjusted to the light filtering in from the hallway, he found Garrett standing in his doorway. The kid seemed wide-eyed and alert. Maybe Garrett had laid off the pod, at least for now. That would have been the smart move since Lila had taken his weed smoking so seriously. Micah sat up. What's the deal? Lila wants everyone in the den in the next five minutes. Sorry, I knocked a few minutes ago, but you were still asleep. House meeting? Nope, it's visiting day. Visiting Cyrus? Garrett nodded. Micah could see one big problem with this proposed road trip. But I, I can't. I haven't filled out an application to go inside the prison, so they won't let me in. Something like that has to be done a week or two in advance. Garrett sighed, crossing his arms in front of his chest. Lila already set that up for you. Micah rubbed some sleep from his eyes. I don't understand. Magda took your driver's license. Micah's hand instinctively shot to the nightstand where his wallet sat, and he opened it to find his license looking back at him from the windowed pocket. Magda had stolen his license and then put it back without him knowing? She forged my signature? Garrett shrugged and disappeared, so Micah stumbled out of bed and slipped into yesterday's clothes, then he did a zombie walk to the bathroom to splash some water on his face. Taking his license without his permission, 
Why would Magda do such a thing? Were they worried he would have said no? He would have said no, but that was beside the point. So not cool, he said to his reflection in the mirror. Micah didn't like having to do anything official, especially if it had the chance to bring him public visibility. He didn't even like going to the DMV. You never knew what low-level government employee might also be on the payroll of some cartel member in hiding. And with facial software recognition these days, it wouldn't take much for someone to match his old face with his new name. If they used his license to put his name in the prison system, there wasn't anything he could do about it now. No telling which law enforcement agencies would have access to that database, and who among them might sell Micah out to his old employers. As he spat toothpaste into the sink basin, he reminded himself to stop being so paranoid all the time. He had a new name, new driver's license, new social security number, and he didn't look all that much like the person named Michael McBriar who used to work for Luis Velasquez's Sinaloa cartel. Getting sober had done a lot to improve his appearance. In the den, he found everyone gathered except, of course, for Eagle. All present were dressed and ready to go. Pile of something, probably breakfast burritos, wrapped in foil in a pyramid on a plate. Smell of eggs wafting through the wood-varnished stink of the room. Lila's smile seemed unpracticed and genuine today, which was new. She often curled up the corners of her mouth in an approximation of human emotion, but this time it didn't look fake. Visiting day. She must have been thrilled. They were actually going to meet this mythic leader of the religion. In the two-plus weeks Micah had been here, Cyrus had seemed like a ghost that everyone never stopped talking about. All the charity work he did, taking in poor kids from the neighborhood and giving them food and clothes, breaking up fights in downtown Denver. No one had anything but praise for the guy. The idea of meeting him in person seemed strange, like finally meeting a celebrity after hoping and wishing for years. But if Micah remembered the math correctly, Cyrus was getting out of prison in less than a week. Why were they visiting him now? The men will go in Rodney's car, Lila said. Hannah and Magda, you're with me. If we have to stop for gas, we will wait until we're out of Denver. We're already running late, so let's get it together now. Rodney nodded at Micah, and Micah could see all kinds of meanings in that simple bob of the head. Less than a day since Micah had learned who Rodney really was, and they hadn't said a word to each other. Even though Micah knew Rodney's secret, Rodney had the real threat of laying federal charges on him if anything went wrong. Micah didn't like being under the thumb of a federal agent. Most feds he known were real assholes. Magda excused herself to go to the bathroom, and Micah saw his chance. Rodney traced Micah's movements as he followed her up the stairs, but he couldn't pay attention to that now. Magda used the bathroom and Micah hid in his room until she was done, then he followed her to her room. With one last look down the hall to make sure no one was coming up the stairs, he ducked into Magda's room while she was digging through a small collection of shoes under her bed. Mags. She didn't respond, kept shuffling through her shoes. I know you won't talk to me, he whispered, but please listen. Don't go with everyone to the prison. Stay back. I'll stay back too. We have to talk about something serious. She stopped digging through the shoes but didn't turn her head. What could we possibly have to talk about? Why would you want to rob me of a chance to see Cyrus? Micah blanked. He'd come this far without much of a sales pitch. Should he tell her about Rodney and the ATF's plan to raid? 
Magda hadn't said anything about Micah hacking into Lila's laptop, but this was a big deal. It would be so easy for her to run to Lila and reveal everything. If she told, then that would mean disaster for everyone. Lila would explode with rage, and Rodney might hold to his promise and bring Micah up on charges. I can't, I can't say yet, but it's important. Please, Mags, you have to stay here with me today. Magda settled on a pair of shoes, slipped them on, and sailed past Micah without a word. Downstairs, the grandfather clock clanged its warbling bells. The drive from Netherland to Lyman Correctional Facility took close to three hours. Micah sat in the back seat alone while Garrett sat shotgun as Rodney drove. They spoke little during the trip, only chatting here and there about frozen dead guy days as Garrett filled them in on the history of the insane festival. He said the best part would be the parade of decorated hearses and coffin racers on Saturday, the main day. Also that the second day, Sunday, was mostly people standing around the town and drinking beer, but that the pancake breakfast at the community center was a worthwhile highlight. Micah stared out the window and cleaned dirt from his fingernails, missed his guitars. The finger calluses on his fret hand had already softened. He'd have to build them back up again when this was all over. As they neared the prison and Micah could see those tall guard towers and the high fences topped with barbed wire, he couldn't help but think of his own time in prison after the trial. He'd only served 11 months in a special wing, which wasn't like time in a regular prison. He was there with other Witsec prisoners, and the guards weren't so bad. He had access to television, plenty of outside time, isolation from Gen Pop, who didn't take kindly to snitches. But no visitors. That was the beginning of getting used to a life where he couldn't contact anyone, the beginning of his new life as another person. And here he was, after doing the most stupid thing imaginable, revealing himself to his sister, getting ready to walk back into another prison. To hear the slam of the doors and smell that mix of antiseptic cleaners and body odor and watch the steely looks on the guards' faces. Feel the anger and despair coming off the imprisoned. But at least he could walk out of this one. Then another thought came to him, and he felt terribly stupid for not considering this before. What if someone from the cartel was here at Lyman Correctional? It's not as if the feds had told him which prisons his past associates were being sent to. What if someone spotted him? Panic set over Micah at the thought. Everything would crumble to the ground if even one person from his old life recognized him. They pulled into the parking lot and Rodney and Garrett got out, but Micah's limbs felt glued to the seat. Micah, are you coming? Garrett said. What could he do? He had to go along with the plan or Lila would know something was up. Micah gulped air and got out of the car, feeling a little weak. The breakfast burrito in his stomach wasn't sitting so well anymore. When they gathered in front of the entrance, Lila handed Hannah her passport. Micah watched a wave of unease and anxiety pass over her face as she held the little book in her hands. The baby in her belly wasn't going to stop growing. She and Garrett would have to do something about it soon, or Lila would find out. They all entered the visitation area and stepped through the metal detector one by one. When Micah's turn came to place the contents of his pockets into the plastic bucket, he hesitated. In his pocket was a four-month AA chip, and he didn't want anyone to see it. But then, that hesitation seemed silly because he'd already told Lila that he was sober, so why should it matter? It was just some niggling belief that being an AA was a shameful secret to keep. Micah dropped his chip, keys, and some loose change into the bucket, then stepped through. 
On the other side, they took seats in a waiting room while a thick woman in a uniform blandly recited rules about touching the inmates, about appropriate volume levels in the visiting room, and a list of other things. Hard to pay attention to her since she talked in such a monotone. When all the pomp and circumstance ended, the guard ushered them into an antiseptic room with tables and chairs, with guards posted every few feet around the edges. A dozen inmates in their khaki outfits sat at tables, some of them with wives, parents, and kids, some of them alone, still waiting for the break to the monotony of their day. At least in Micah's Witsek prison ring, wing, none of the other prisoners got visitors either. But he used to watch the cars arriving and leaving, families coming to visit the Genpop inmates. Wondered what that must have felt like, to know that kind of powerlessness when your loved one was locked up. Lila broke into a run toward one of the lone inmates, which made the guard bark at her to slow down. She didn't seem to care, though, and her gleeful expression morphed into euphoria as she closed in on his table. The man seated at the table must have been Cyrus. He looked late forties, gaunt and haggard, with long, scraggly hair down to his shoulders. Beard with streaks of gray around his chin. But in the middle of that wrinkled and pale face sat two brilliant blue eyes like a child's. His head bobbed when he saw Lila, and she wrapped her arms around him. She seemed happy in a way Micah had never expected to see her. The smile on her face returned brilliant white teeth. But Cyrus didn't seem to mirror that same level of joy. He only nodded at the rest of the group as they approached the table. He'd barely looked at Lila. You have a new one, he said as he looked at Micah. Come, Fran, sit down with us. Micah, Rodney, Magda, Hannah, and Garrett took their seats around the table, and Lila borrowed a nearby chair to sit next to Cyrus. He smiled at all of them, making eye contact one at a time. He winked at Magda and Hannah while reaching across the table to pat both Rodney and Garrett on the backs of their hands. Garrett, he said, smiling at the young pothead. How's the job? You made any progress on moving to the day shift? Garrett rolled his shoulders in a shrug seemed annoyed. No, and I don't think they're going to. My old boss all but promised it to me, but he quit, and everything changed, and it's like they forgot all about me. Cyrus wrinkled his brow, staring deeply as he contemplated. Be patient. I'm sure they're doing the best they can. In the meantime, take pride in your work and let that be your reward. Thank you, Garrett said, and Micah could see a new light in Garrett's eyes. He looked happier. Cyrus continued taking stock of everyone else, and when he landed on Micah, Cyrus looked puzzled. What is scripture? Micah panicked. He had no idea there was going to be a pop quiz. It's a roadmap, he said, hoping there would be no follow-up questions because he had no idea how to explain what he'd just said. Cyrus tilted his head from side to side, considering. I like it, but that's not the way I'd put it. I'd say it's a car. Any fool can learn enough to put his foot on the gas to make it go and how to pump the brake to make it stop, but only a skilled mechanic can get under that hood and figure out how it really works. That's where the magic lies. The gleam in Cyrus's eyes baffled Micah. How could this man, who seemed so pleasant and even-tempered, be from the same belief system as Lila, who is proving to be a psychopath? All of us, Cyrus said. Every one of the faithful was a passenger in that car. We're a community of sinners, we are. I feel it every time one of us sins. 
I have ulcers and my back aches from morning until night. But this is what I bear to be able to interpret the scripture. To drive the car, Micah said. Cyrus nodded. So Cyrus was both mechanic and driver, although he hadn't seemed to have caught the sarcasm in Micah's question. Lila hadn't either because she was grinning at Cyrus like a teenage girl who'd come face to face with her primary crush. I don't want you to worship the person, Cyrus said. Worship the teaching. Worship the truth. It's not always an easy distinction, but that's why we study. We make mistakes so we can do better next time. Micah examined Lila, her eyes wide with rapt attention. He had a flash of memorying her wrapping her hands around Garrett's throat, maybe squeezing hard enough to kill him if Eagle hadn't intervened. Seemed like an entirely different person now. But, Micah said, doesn't the Bible talk about peace? What would the Bible say about violence as a means to delivering the message? Cyrus smiled. When I saw God, I saw he was made of unblemished flesh, and he's the only being who can claim that. We're all sinners, friend. Well, when he gave me the key to the scriptures and how to take in the whole Bible, he told me there would be many who would not understand. They would see the truth as an act of war. But God doesn't preach that violence is righteous, Micah said. Depends on the interpretation. I see all the Bible at once, instantaneously, panoramically. All the events are happening right now and in the future. Micah pursed his lips. He couldn't quote the Bible back at him, and Cyrus had a way to turn the conversation in whatever direction he wanted. Besides, what did he hope to accomplish? For Cyrus to tell Lila to stop beating people? I just wanted to welcome you, friend, and look in the eyes of everyone else. I can see you are all well, and that makes me happy. Now, since we don't have much time, I'd like to talk to Shekinah alone. Micah felt confused for a second until he realized that Cyrus was talking about Lila. Why was he calling her Shekinah? As everyone at the table got up and left, Micah took one last look at Cyrus. This man had something that would make all of these people willing to endure hardships to be close to him, and apparently, something to attract the attention of the ATF. That was not a good combination. Alright everyone, that is our reading for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Um, if you want to know more about the show, go to jimheskett.com forward slash nailgun or nailgun podcast. And, um, you know, when you're on jimheskett.com, poke around a bit, kick the tires, you know, there's, there's cool stuff to do on that website. Um, and please remember to rate and review the show, yada, yada, yada. I'm just saying all the stuff that the British guy is going to already tell you in the outro, so I don't know why I'm doing it. But um, so that's all I'm going to have to say for this episode. Really, really appreciate you guys for tuning in, and I will see you next time. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to this week's installment of Nailgun Messiah. Be sure to rate and review the show on iTunes and tell your friends about it. Don't deprive them of this show. Go to www.jimheskit.com forward slash nailgun podcast for information and we'll see you next week
Thank you.